Welcome to Contracting Conversations. My name is Jim Valley, and I'm joined by my co-host, Scott Williams. Today, we're continuing our podcast series on what are the new changes in the latest version of the Department of Defense Source Selection Procedures, which were issued in August of 2022. Our returning guest is Sal Cianci, a DU professor of contract management, who continues to share with us his insights into what's changed in the latest procedures. So, Sal, thanks for coming back. Thank you, Jim and Scott, for continuing to invite me. Yeah, sometimes we have guests that don't want to come back. I don't understand why, Sal. But uh, what changes to the source section procedures should we discuss today? Well, Jim, I'd like to share with our audience the key change that occurred in the debriefing guide, which is Appendix A in the DOD source selection procedures. It deals with implementation of a change mandated by Congress and the 2018 National Defense Authorization Act. Part of the mandated change was issued later in 2018 via DOD class deviation. So this part of the change should not be a surprise to contracting officers. However, part of it was deferred a few years until a final DFARS rule was issued in fiscal year 2022, four years later. And that change is starting to raise some eyebrows, which may force us to be more forthcoming in our post-award debriefings. Yeah, well, Sal, let's start with the easy part. So let's talk about the part that should not surprise us. Uh, I like your approach, Scott. We'll keep them in suspense. Uh, Basically, the debriefing guide now makes a reference to follow DFARS Section 215.506. It's a new section on DOD post-award debriefing. It was added in March of 2022. The part that is familiar is what DOD has been doing since 2018 per the DOD class deviation. We give offerors extra time to submit written follow-up questions and receive written answers from the government after they get their initial debriefing, once they get those answers back from the government, then the debriefing is considered officially closed. Okay, sounds simple enough. Uh, Nothing too new there, but now let's get to that surprise part. Well, the surprise part is the other part of that 2018 NDAA legislation that we did not implement until March of 2022. Now we must provide offerers with a copy of the redacted source selection decision document. Yes, that crucial memo signed by the source selection authority. If the award is over 100 million, we must provide a redacted source selection decision document to all debriefed offerors. If the award is over 10 million to a small business or non-traditional defense contractor, then such offerors can receive a copy of the redacted source selection decision document. Wow, that is huge, Sal. So, because I work with source selection teams and, you know, your goal is to give them as much information as possible so that they don't have a need to protest, right? They have the information, they don't need to protest to get it. So it's interesting that we're actually required to turn over a redacted source selection decision document in a post-award debriefing. I, I think that's amazing. Correct. Uh, And that is not all. I predict there are going to be some ripple effects in how contracting officers 
may feel compelled to share even more information than the minimum information required by the FAR or the DFARS or suggested by the debriefing guide. Well, now, Sal, you're keeping us in suspense. So what more is going to shake up on this post-war debriefing rule for the Department of Defense? Okay, thank you for asking. Traditionally, many, not all, but many DOD contracting activities do not like to share the names of all offers, their corresponding proposed and evaluated prices, as well as their ratings. Many still share only the bare minimum required by the FAR. Even the debriefing guide discourages such sharing if you look on pages A-6 and A-7 of that guide. However, let's think. If you're now providing that information in a redacted source selection decision document, that info is not precluded from disclosure under the Freedom of Information Act. Perhaps now we should just voluntarily provide all of that information in the debriefing as a matter of practice, whether or not we're required to provide that redacted source selection decision document. That's amazing because a lot of times Contractors will protest just to get the information. They feel like we're holding back on something. Uh, this is this openness. Hopefully, will help with that. Show that we do have our act together. So that's definitely a paradigm shift for all of us to consider in future post-war debriefings. So, well, believe it or not, that's all the time we have today. Uh, thanks, Sal, as always, for joining us and sharing your insight. We look forward to the next podcast in this series about what's changed in the latest revision of the DOD source selection procedures. Thank you once again, both Jim and Scott for this ongoing opportunity. Already looking forward to the next time. Yes, so are we. Thanks. Absolutely, Sal, we certainly are. And folks, uh, please, if you haven't already, subscribe to our Contracting Conversations channel, type any comments below to include your questions for future discussions and spread the word of this channel to your peers and to those you supervise or lead. Let us help you answer their questions, and we look forward to having future contracting conversations with you.